Welcome to Where Are We Now, a podcast dedicated to catching up with former RAs and hearing where their journey of life has taken them since their glory days at New York University. My name is Bobby, and I'm tonight's co-host. I'm a senior from Bowie, Maryland, and I'm studying drama, and I'm an RA in Founders Hall. And I'm Tom Ellett, the other co-host, and serve as a senior associate vice president of student affairs. Welcome, Bobby, in our home of Founders Hall. Yes. Second time around for you. Second time, returner. So what are your plans for the semester in terms of your studies? You're a senior, you're in Tisch, you finished your studio. I did. I did three years at Strasburg, and now I'm going to do my first semester at Stone Street, which I'm really excited about. Tell me how that's different. Um, so Stone Street is catered towards film, right? Whereas um, Strasburg, though we do film acting um, is more catered towards the stage. So Stone Street's more about learning the business side of being a film actor and also like the logistics, so camera work, what works, what doesn't. So you're using this opportunity to think about broadly about acting, directing, producing, film, television, theater. Yeah, creating my own material, which would be really fun. So how much film work have you done so far in your undergraduate work? Um, I've been in one Tisch student film. Um, I was in a music video. Really? <laughs> yeah. Did you sing or is it no, more dance? No, I'm just like a background dance. dancer okay. in the okay. back. Um, but yeah, so only a little sprinkle of things. I'm hoping to get into more things this year. That's great. Yeah. And so tonight we have a actor mm-hmm. who's on Broadway. Yes. Tell us who our guest is. Tonight, our guest is going to be Brittany Johnson. We might be cousins. Uh, We'll uh, we'll look into that, right? Who served as an RA in Weinstein Hall for Brianna Matthews and Joss Hartman, so shout out to them, during the 2011 and 2012 academic year. Welcome, Brittany. It's such a pleasure to have you on tonight's show. How are you doing, and where are you? I'm doing great. I am home right now in the Bronx. So excited to have you on the show. Before we speak about your stellar acting career, the great roles and performances you've accomplished, let's speak about your time at Washington Square. What did you study while you were at NYU? I was a theater major and a child and adolescent mental health studies minor. That's great. Brittany, a pleasure to have you on. Uh, We love to hear the stories of the journeys of former RAs and looking forward to today's story. Tell us a little bit about CAMS and how that fit into your schedule and your thinking about being an actress. I've actually always thought if I wasn't an actor, I would probably be a psychiatrist or a therapist of some kind. I've always been interested in psychology, but I knew I always knew I wanted to study something else just because I'm I just grew up in a very academically minded family and I've always enjoyed studying. So when I was looking at different majors and minors, first I thought I was going to double major. That was not going to work out. <laughs> because the when I went to Cap 21, it was like a conservatory, which is really why I picked a program in the first place, but there just would not have been any time in my schedule for a double major. So, I chose a minor And I I think I was just really attracted to the types of classes I got to take in CAMS. And before I even declared the minor, I was already taking classes that were going to satisfy the minor. So it was kind of a no-brainer to just declare it after a while. And I'm sure helpful for what you're doing today. Absolutely. Just in terms of figuring out the, I guess, the whys behind why people are the way that they are and why why my characters might act the way that they are in different situations based on what's happened to them or 
you know, when you when you know the entire arc of a character, it's easier to put put two and two together that way. So it seems like you didn't have much time on your hands. So what made you apply for the RA position? I actually I was planning to be an RA my junior and senior year. I don't remember what happened. I always knew when I even when I first applied to 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 NYU, I knew I wanted to be an RA. I was somewhat of an RA in high school. We didn't call it that. We called it freshman studies advisor, something like that. Basically, when you're a freshman, you take a class called freshman studies, and it kind of helps you get acclimated to high school, and it teaches you all about drugs and alcohol and sex, all that good stuff. So, and I was, a, I was a senior freshman studies advisor when I was a, a senior in high school. And so it was kind of a no-brainer for me. I was like, I want to help. I want to help people help you know, the can call them kids now, I guess, that were coming into college, freshmen especially, especially because I didn't grow up in New York. And coming to this big, brand new city, there's a lot to learn and a lot to adjust to. And I wanted to be able to help people, help them adjust. And that's so true about the RAs that we have are so committed to our students. Tell us a little bit about the Weinstein experience. It seems to have a, a community feel and, and, and activity level. I think a little different because of the compensation of small floors and and straight floors, right? Uh, In the two towers. Yes. I also think it's because Weinstein itself is kind of a hub at NYU, at least when I was a student there, it was because we had the dining hall and everything was just kind of there. And so a lot of students that even didn't go to Weinstein, they spent a lot of time there. So I think that helped add to the community aspect. But also, like you said, because each floor was a straight floor, I mean, I could stand at the end of the hall and see what was going on on my entire floor. Yeah, well, having so much access to all your residents, I guess, is important. So what kind of relationships did you have with your residents at that time? Oh, I loved my residents. I tried tried to be a big sister kind of RA. It was important to me that, especially since they were freshmen, it was really important to me to be somebody that they respected, but also somebody that they felt comfortable coming to if they were in trouble. So I didn't want to be the type of RA that was so scary. And, you know, I remember my freshman RA, she was a little scary. <laughs> you didn't, because, you know, she was a stickler to the rules, which you have to be, but you also have to be a confidant and somebody that, you know, if they are in trouble and they do need your help, they feel comfortable calling you. So I tried to make sure that I was, I was that for them. I, I think I was. I don't know. You, you can call them up and see if, <laughs> see if I was that. <laughs> I think you were speaking to your former uh, staff members who really adored working with you. Tell us a little bit about the skills that you gained that you actually employ now. I've been talking a lot to RAs about thinking about this as practice because I think you can take what you learn in the RA role and put it into so many different careers. Do you, do you ever think about anything that you gained from this position as uh, someone who who acts? I don't know that I have have directly related related it to myself in acting. I mean, I guess I guess you could in terms of the community aspect, especially when you're thinking about. I don't want to call it hierarchies, but when when you're thinking about your role in different communities or different 
you know, in the theater, for example, you have your stage managers and your production managers, your company managers, your cast, crew. Everybody has a, plays a different role, and everybody's role is equally important to getting the show up. You can't – I mean, the show cannot happen without every single person and, you know, everybody's role being played. Um, so I guess in that way, knowing what my function was as an RA and knowing – who and what I was responsible for and who I reported to all of those things and, and having to be responsible and having to, having to report to somebody weekly and daily sometimes. And, you know, I feel like it probably also prepared me for parenthood at some point. (laughs) (laughs) I I would agree with that. It makes Some you of the childish too, things that yeah. you might see. No, it's like, oh, I can wait until I'm 30, <laughs> you know, just a few more years. <laughs> Already? It's only been a day. <laughs> okay, a year right, and a I day. Think about last okay, year. okay, yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> we'll give you a little slack. Okay. Okay, so I know you talked about how you knew that you wanted to be an actress or you knew that you wanted to study acting. So what... Who inspired you to be an actress? You know, I actually, when I was growing up, I wasn't actually thinking about being an actor. I was, um, I wanted to be a singer. I wanted to be a pop star. (laughs) And um, I used to listen to Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston on repeat, you know, in my room. I was, oh, and in sync also, but they didn't inspire me to sing. I just really liked them. (laughs) (laughs) Did they inspire you to dance? I, I tried. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if I ever uh, really, really got those, you know, bye, bye, bye moves down, but I, I was trying hard. <laughs> but yeah, I, I wanted to be a pop star, but I, I think as soon as I, you know, I, I'm sure I wanted to be a movie star. My, my earliest memories though are, are of wanting to be a singer. The acting thing I think came later. Let, let's talk a little bit about your, your career to date. So you, you graduate from NYU. And you start, you've been doing, I'm sure, the um, process of, um, you know, auditioning for lots of things. When did it become most real for you after graduation? Or was it during that senior year where you started to take it, you know, start doing it more professionally for the auditioning? I would say my senior year, I really, really started just hitting the ground running my senior year. I kind of used it as my... I guess where in other professions, people would use their senior year, I guess, as an internship kind of year. I I kind of used it like that. So I was auditioning my second semester. I don't know how I did all of that. I was auditioning. I went to, I had a minor and a major. Oh my goodness. How was I doing all of that? I don't know how I did it. Somehow I did it. I guess when you're young, you can do those things. (laughs) And when you have passion, you can do those things, you know? I mean, I still have the passion. You know what I mean. I think one week after graduation, I booked my first job, a job that I had been auditioning for for months during my actual senior year. So, you know, it seemed like it came really quickly to the outside world. It would be like, wow, she, you know, she graduated. She went to work right away, which I did. But I was working on that for so long. And I, that, I think that's what people don't see is the work you have to put in to your passions and to your, you know. I'm so glad you said that 
because I feel like as an acting major, I've been here and I've had to, I feel like I should be working, I should be working, I should be working. And I was like, this summer, I got a backstage account and I was like, I'm gonna dedicate my senior year to just like getting out there. And I felt like I was so late. No, not You know, that I was late in the game that everyone around me is just doing so much more work than I am. So it really gives me hope that like you didn't start until senior year either. That people like And you know what else? Everybody has their own timing and everybody has their own journey. And just because somebody else might start sooner than you or might might surpass you in wherever it is that you want to get to, it doesn't mean that your timing is off or wrong. It just means that it's different. So talk a little bit about the process of being on Broadway to off-Broadway productions to touring companies uh, and touring shows. What's the difference in preparation, if any, for these auditions and then what it's like in the trenches day to day? Let's see. Well, I, I've done national tour and I've done Broadway. I haven't done anything off Broadway yet, so I can't speak to that. But my my first paying job was the national tour. So just preparing to actually leave was, I think, the biggest part. Figuring out what was necessary to bring. I mean, packing up your entire life to prepare to travel around the country. And touring is so different than sitting down anywhere, whether it's on Broadway or regionally, it's so different because you you do move around so much and your cast really becomes your family because they, they're all you have, they're all you know. So that's tour. Um, on Broadway, I would say, honestly, the audition process for almost everything is the same. You get, it might, you might depend on how much access you have to the material beforehand might might change but in terms of preparation and professionalism I mean all of those things are are the same regardless if you're auditioning for Broadway show off-Broadway you know if you're auditioning for the Muni I mean anything regional anything you always have to show up with the same level of professionalism and and preparedness because you also don't know who's in the room or who you're going to end up working with that is going to be doing something else later. You just don't know. So you just have to be prepared for everything and always put your best foot forward. Brittany, are you seeing that the networks are so important in in the field? Yes, but I mean, it's the same with, I feel like any profession, you know, being kind and professional and showing up and doing the work. I mean, it is about who you know, but that also comes with time. You meet people as you go and where you work and your your reputation follows you around. And, you know, and all of that takes time. And, yeah, but I feel like it's it's like that with, with any profession, maybe more so in, in the entertainment industry, but I think, it, I think it spans all fields. I'm most interested in what being on a Broadway stage is like. I feel like all... I can't say all, but most actors dream about that moment where you have all the bells and the whistles and the things that are happening. So what's it like on stage and how does it change from being in a film or a movie? And do you have a preference? I will say all stages are the same in that there's a stage left and a stage right. And upstage, downstage, there are lights, you know, <laughs> um, just depending on the house, things might be bigger or smaller you might have more wing space you might have more dressing room space (laughs) but the the being on the actual literal stage is 
the same no matter what stage you're on. So you will feel at home when you're on Broadway because the stage will be the same. But the setting around the stage, like the actual, I think the audience and the moment you walk into the stage door is when it feels real. Once you're actually on stage, it feels like the thing you've been doing forever, the thing that you're used to, the thing that, you know, you're in your element. It really is like the the backstage and the, I mean, like I said, that the first moment you walk, you walk into the stage door and you realize that that's where you work. <laughs> that, that's the, that's the moment I think on stage. That's like, you know, that's, that's old hat for you. You, you do that all the time. That's when your element. <laughs> We're going to take a couple of second uh, commercial break and we'll be back uh, with Brittany and Bobby's going to start some questions and we'll be back in just a minute. I was an RA at Lafayette. You can check out my web series about two friends who get hit by a car and die and become ghosts. Together they have to figure out their unfinished business and navigate the afterlife. It's called Life After and you can check it out at lifeafterseries.com. Welcome back. So we're going to jump back into these questions. I want to know how, Brittany, you received the role of Glenda in Wicked. Process actually happened so quickly. I got the audition email from my agent, which in itself was a huge momentous moment. I mean, I could probably go back into my email from college when I first got my agent and find you an email that says, I want to audition for, I probably could do that. Um, so having it finally happen in 2018 was already one of those full circle, incredible moments for me. And then the actual audition process was so quick. It was probably the fastest audition process I have ever had for any role that I've had on Broadway or any anywhere else. I auditioned, I went back for a callback. Then I had a dance audition. I went back in and they were all within a one week span. And then I knew that it was starting and I started maybe two or three weeks after that. Just so, so fast. If I can give you a, a comparison, I auditioned for the Lay Miz tour, which is the very first professional job I ever booked. I auditioned for probably six months total, maybe more. I went in more than 10 times before I actually booked it. And was that for a lead role in Les Mis? I mean, they always kind of say it is. <laughs> they, they say, because they were bringing me in to understudy Eponine, but on the breakdown, sometimes they just say Eponine with possibility cover. They, that's, that's just how they, I guess, put it in the breakdown. But I remember I went in 10 times before I actually booked it. It was the same with Motown, which was my first Broadway show. I auditioned probably over a year because I remember I went in the first time I probably auditioned six or seven times nothing happened and then months and months and months and months passed and then they brought me in again and that time I booked it again after probably another six or seven auditions which just goes back to when it's your time it's your time and you don't know when that will be or why it just your timing is your own and you just kind of have to trust it and know that when you're doing all that you can possibly do, that you're doing it right. 
how do you feel like you keep yourself from being discouraged in those moments? Because that's a long time to audition for something and a long time to wait. It is a long time. But you know, that wasn't the only thing that I was auditioning for. I was auditioning for tons of other things. And I also booked other things. I was out of town. I went to, I did Mamma Mia out in Vegas. Point is, I did other things in between auditioning for Broadway and, and booking Broadway. You know, there there are so many other ways to be a working actor, ways that are so fulfilling and, I mean, just honestly, just as prestigious and just, I mean, I think that's one thing, especially theater actors, we have this dream of like being on Broadway and we, we make it seem like that's the only way you can work. And it's just not. There are so many incredible theaters around the country and the world, the literal world <laughs> that you can work at. And I, when I toured, I had the opportunity to see some of those theaters. Let me tell you, some of these theaters around the country are not only bigger and cleaner and newer because I mean Broadway's Broadway but it, it's been around for a long time and those theaters are kind of old and, you know <laughs> but you go out to some of these other theaters I mean they are massive the backstage area you could put a pool back there like it is incredible some of these other what these other theaters have to offer so I mean work everywhere yes if Broadway's what you want absolutely keep keep pushing for Broadway but get around work at some of these other places go out of the country I would kill to work in London or Brazil or I mean do all do everything <laughs> that's real that's so real okay so in all these moments right where we, we've gone back we've made you recite your resume right <laughs> what is the favorite like your all-time favorite role that you've ever been in oh god that's so hard <laughs> that is the most unfair question ever <laughs> because they've all been so different every experience has been different every role has been different I've been really really blessed to be able to play lots of different kinds of characters and explore all these different kinds of varieties of myself and pour different parts of myself into things I've all, it's also been cool. I've been able to, with Les Mis in particular, the tour, and then a couple of years later, I went back and did it on Broadway. And, you know, it was only a couple years difference, but it's amazing what a couple years can do in terms of your life experience. And depending on what, I guess this is where the psychologist in me comes in, is depending on what you've experienced really depends on how you can relate and play a role. And so how long does it take for an actor to realize that it's time to move on or that the role is just not fresh anymore? Uh, do you hear that from other actors you talk with that have maybe have been playing a role for a long period of time? Yes, but I think it really just depends on the person. You know, there, there are some people that can play the same role for years and years and it's always fresh and new for them. And for some people, you know, six months is about what you have and then you're ready to move on. I think it just it just depends on the person and, and the role, honestly. Okay, switching gears a little bit, right? And going back to talk about Wicked. What were your thoughts when the media made comments about you breaking the color barrier by being in Wicked? I was so happy that the conversation was being had. 
I mean, I was excited to be in Wicked, period, and to be able to play that role, period. But then to be able to make Broadway history is like, I, it still sounds strange coming out of my mouth eight months later, however many months later. It just, it's one of those surreal moments that you appreciate, you appreciate having the opportunity to articulate something that you wish you had seen. I don't know if that made any sense. Let me back up. When I was coming up and when I was thinking about doing theater, being an actor, I didn't see a lot of myself on stage. I didn't see a lot of myself on television or in movies. I I just, I didn't see myself. And it's one of the things I, I wish I had had. And so being able to be the face of a little girl like me who now is able to have somebody to look up to and to to have somebody to break the doors down so that she can walk through them a little bit more easily later. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> um, it's really humbling and yeah, it's 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 incredibly humbling and I'm I'm just excited that that the conversation can be had now and that we can hopefully start to push the needle forward a little bit and get to the point where it doesn't have to be a point of conversation where it just is the norm. I mean, you know, especially in these roles and these new works where we're, we're making things up, right? So if we're making it up, we can make it up with the person that is purple and it shouldn't matter. It's just whoever can bring, whoever can bring the essence of that character to life. And so if we have to talk about the, when we should we should be talking about the magnitude of that moment, but only if it's leading us to the point where it's no longer something we have to discuss. You know, it's such an iconic role that you're in, and and there's been a number of actors who played in the role. I, I often wonder, do all the Glindas get together and 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 kind of decompress and say, hey, you know, I saw how you approached it, and or, or is is there not that? I mean, I saw the anniversary. Um, uh, of it where it was on stage and they had all the actors who had played Glinda in, uh, on stage um, and, and, and Elphaba. I, thought, I mean, it was just, it was wonderful. Yeah, it it is kind of a community. I mean, I guess the luxury of having a show be on for so long is that there are, there are people to learn from and to, to be mentored by. I mean, I remember when I, first arrived to Wicked, the person who was playing Glinda at the time, she was so excited for me. She was just like, she was like, did you try in the dress yet? Like, you know, it, it, it just, it was like, she was so excited for me as if it was her. And I've understudied roles before and I've played roles before. And there isn't always that camaraderie with other people, with the people that are playing the same role as you. There isn't always that kind of encouragement and that like, you know, we're in this together and now it's your turn. There isn't always that. And I think that is something that is so special about Wicked is that when it's your turn, it's your turn and you're excited for the other people that get to do it too because you remember how exciting it was for you. And one thing that I don't even know if a lot of people know this, but when you're up there in the bubble, you preset up in the bubble because then your first entrance as Glinda is you coming down in the bubble. And Every Glinda, when they leave, <clears throat> they make a little 
note, like a little poster that is like a, you know, good luck or whatever, some saying, maybe some pictures of the new Glinda with their family or, you know, some something really special for the next Glinda to see. And it's safety pinned up on the curtain up there. So you see it every every show before you come down in the bubble. And the first time I went up there and I saw it, not for myself, because, you know, I was I was understudying it, but I saw what the person had left for the next person. It just makes you feel like you're home and like you're amongst family. And that's something that also is really special. And I haven't experienced really in any other show that I've been a part of. I have to come back and see it again. Yeah, it's been come a while see me, shameless plug. I'm coming on soon. Yeah, I, I definitely will do. I'll do the shameless plug later. <laughs> but I, I don't know if you would agree with this, but I wonder, because it is very much two female actors in leads, and, and you don't can't say that in every Broadway show or every show where you have two really wonderful, strong female parts. Uh, and, and sometimes, you know, so I, I don't know if that has anything to do with, maybe not, um, but it's a special story. And it's iconic, you know, everyone watched The Wizard of Oz, I mean. It is, it's so special and it and iconic, like you said, but it's also just the story is so timeless. I mean, no matter your age, no matter politically or socially what's going on, it seems to always be relevant. And hopefully it continues to teach people the more that they come to it. I think that's one of the things that makes it so special is that it it spans time. And I mean, you're seeing somebody green on stage and you just suspend your disbelief and you sit there and you still laugh and cry. And I mean, every time, every time. If I go out and sit in the house, I can tell you the exact moment where I'm gonna tear up every time. <laughs> so since we were speaking a little bit about community, Right. I wanted to know if you have anyone that you still stay in contact with that are other RA alums. And if so, if you want to shout them out. I mean, we can shout out the whole Weinstein team. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's it's hard. It's hard to stay in touch with people. You're being safe. I I respect that. I respect that. I respect it. It is, though. I mean, it's hard to stay in touch. Thankfully, social media exists. If for no other reason than to be able to check in on people and you know see how they're doing and congratulate them when special things happen in their lives so that has been helpful but i cannot honestly say that i still am on a group chat or anything we did have a group chat going when i was there but (laughs) it has since died (laughs) well it's now time for speed round bobby and i will go back and forth all-time favorite book the iliad what do you miss most about living in a residence hall (laughs) the dining hall easy (laughs) <laughs> favorite NYU professor Amanda Yesnowitz favorite RA training program anything that involved a game and cookies <laughs> <laughs> and finally what was the best program or engagements you had with your residents that you remember doing anything that involved a game and cookies Hey, <laughs> okay, we get that there's Excellent. a theme they did they, they loved that it just was a chance for us all to bond Everybody, everybody always showed up to those. Everybody was outside in the hallway. They hung out. It was like our, it was our little meeting, meeting space with, with insomnia cookies. <laughs> you cannot there. say no to insomnia. You can't. That's why I use them. I, yeah. bribe, I bribe them. 
<laughs> wow. I do that now to get them to show up places <laughs> and just say, you know, it's a good idea, especially if it's for, you know, if you have to do policy yes. meetings and stuff like that. Yes. You can't be mad with a chocolate <laughs> chunk. Well, Brittany, thank you so much for spending time with us and just speaking about your journey and what you've been doing since you graduated. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. This was just amazing. You, you, you really are such a talented person and you know, you have such a calmness and real approach that I think any actor should listen to and realize not to put so much pressure that your time will be your time. And that's such a great message for every one of us to hear. Brittany, really, truly, you are a special person. Thank you for spending some time. Thank you. Also, special thanks to my engineer, Juliana Fonseco-Alesso, our executive director, Duncan Lemieux, and the executive producer for season two, Shahara Ranasinghe and to the current professional staff and the alums like Josh and Brianna, who assisted these former RAs in skill acquisition along the way. Until we chat next time, let's go out there and try to make a better world for all of us. Thanks so much, Brittany. If you like tonight's show, look for more content on the newly unveiled NYU RA alumni website, which lists favorite books, picks of all time, RA's favorite moments, and alumni accomplishments. Until next time, we'll see you then. Bye-bye.